out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak with my friend Chris. I've known Chris for a while, but we do not have much contact these days, so I was quite excited to speak to Chris on Meet Me in the Field. I was really interested in hearing how he moved from working in logistics to be a counsellor in the city of Cape Town. I also really wanted to see how his spirituality features in politics. <laughs> what I got was far more than I bargained for. Chris turned out to be the Forrest Gump equal of Life is a Box of Chocolates. The more we chatted, the more new dimensions of him came alight. If you're interested in Chris's music, go on to YouTube and type in Forever in Your Eyes by Carnita B. C-A-R-N-I-T-A and then the surname is B-E-E. Forever in Your Eyes, Carnita B. I really like that song. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook in working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life Anon, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. You can also order from me in my shop, which is www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Chris's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Chris, welcome to Meet Me in the Field on this Wednesday afternoon of lockdown day six. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's tough. This is uncharted territory, like we all know. <laughs> but, you know, I've... I've learned that I think given my, given my personal story and my personal condition that, you know, I've had to, I've had to make sure that I, I keep myself busy. Otherwise I can slip so easily and so quickly into bad habits and into, into a bad state of mind. So, ah. you know, I've made it my, my, my business to, to keep myself busy and to keep myself occupied. Okay. And, and to to limit net, and to limit Netflix to an absolute minimum, <laughs> although that's not that's easier said than done. But but yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So what are you watching on Netflix at the moment? Are you a series person or a movies person? I I really I really haven't had the time to 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 watch TV until until this lockdown happened. So um, my sister and I came across a very interesting th- series on Netflix called A Hundred Humans. And the it's what? basically uh, social hundred humans. Okay. So they take a hundred people from two people from every state in this, in in America, and they they subject them to a lot of different tests, like you know how biased I've read are about we, that, yeah. which is the better sex. It's a fascinating, oh, fascinating cool. yes. series because it actually it actually challenges the status quo, okay. uh, and it challenges what we what we think of each other. Ah. So I've I've been immersed in that, and awesome. then I watched a couple of movies. I w- and uh, the, the the good thing is that I don't have to wake up at, at five o'clock anymore to pick up yeah. my children for school. So I I indulge in my night owlness and watch movies till like twelve one o'clock in the morning. Lovely. So, but 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 yeah, I've been but it's it's been good. It's been good. 
Awesome. The big question that I, that's been on my mind for a very long time, even before I asked you to be on the podcast, is the last time that I saw you, you were working for a food company in Paul. And the next time yes, I hear, you are a counselor in our city. So the question I've got yes. for you is, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, that's quite a story. Were, were um, you always in politics? Did, 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 because I never, I never knew that you were politically inclined or whatever. You were always, always this, I don't know, quiet, person in the next minute oh my god look where he's now so take us on that journey there so is a, a, this is a podcast so about journeys a, so let's go on it <laughs> it's quite a it's quite a journey what happened was that when i was working in paul i had a major accident just before the 2014 election and uh car accident when i got to paul I, uh, a car accident yeah and and when i got to paul I realized that there came a point in my, in my career where I felt that I could do, I've done all that I can do in, in, in the job. Okay. So I designed. Oh, wow. uh, and, and as, as Providence, as Providence would have it as, as my higher power or God, as I know it would have, would have had out of me, a job came up to go to Johannesburg. So I went to Johannesburg and I worked for a cosmetic company uh, called Revlon. Oh, and it was the best pickup line. I've ever had. Best Can you imagine? Yo. You know, when, when I used to say, when I used to say I work for Tiger Brands, it was like, oh, okay. No. When I used to say I, I work for Devlon, then everyone was like, oh, that's fantastic. Mm. You know, can you give me some cosmetics? So, 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 so what was your pickup yeah, line? So I worked I've, I've got for, some samples to show you. <laughs> exactly. That, that wasn't like, you know, I work for everyone. You want to come and see some, see some samples? Exactly, I mean, like, yeah. You know, who's not going to say that to that? Yeah. Fuck, fuck so, Netflix and coffee. So, You've got samples. Um, <laughs> exactly. I got samples. I got lipstick. <laughs> you know? Awesome. Um, yeah, I was there for about six months. And, and let me just backtrack. I studied politics at university. My dad was an Anglican minister under Desmond Tutu on the Cape Flats in the 80s. And those, those memories still stick by me, um, you know, uh, and, and they, they, the memories are still very vivid. And back then I was only like seven, eight years old and I wanted to make sure that this never happens again. And I always, I always took an interest in politics and, and the struggle for democracy. Okay. And then I started my, my, my career in logistics and then I went to Joburg and then I got back uh, six months later because I, I worked for, then ShopRite came knocking and I worked for ShopRite for two years. Uh, then I was unemployed for a couple of, for, for about two years. And then what happened was I was always involved in the Democratic Alliance, okay. uh, but it was always as an activist, uh, always as an activist. And I was also on the Young Leaders Program about 12 years ago. Okay. And what happened, the, the, the transition happened in the end, the transition happened very quickly. Because when Petitioner Law decided to leave the party, she, seven councillors left with them. And uh, I was in the interview process. And one Tuesday after my morning devotion, I got a call to say, you know, whatever you're doing, stop doing that now. You know, you're a councillor now. And that was oh, 18 months ago and the rest is history. Yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how it worked. Uh, oh, council, amazing. Being a counselor is a very, 
yeah, being being a counselor is a very interesting job because, as I said, that you know, I'm also a musician, and when I play for people, when I play to an audience, everybody says that you know you you play so well, your music takes me to a happy place. You know, well done. You know, when I tell people I'm a politician, all the dirty laundry comes out. You know, everybody was like, you know, why are you guys not doing this? Why are you guys not doing that? And I don't understand why you're doing this and whatnot and whatnot. So it's a challenging role, but it's a calling for me. You know, it's it's a it's a place where I feel I can add a, the my, the best value that I can. So it's it, it's wonderful. It has its moments, like Friday when you know I had to tell people in informal settlements to, to please stay indoors. Yeah. And how do you stay indoors when you're in a five by five shack, sharing yeah. it with ten people? When mm. you don't have proper ablution facilities, yeah. you don't have water. You know, it, it, it's it's those tough parts. But yeah. but when you when you help people, when you solve people's problems, then it it also has its beautiful beautiful moments. Yeah. I'm going to ask a very, very ignorant question now. Do you still have constituencies, kind of a, 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 an area that you are responsible for, or, or how does that work now as being okay. a councillor? So, so councillors have so councillors have wards. So there okay. are two types of councillors. There are two types of councillors. There's a ward councillor and what's called a proportional representation councillor. Yeah. So when you're going to the ballot box next year, God willing, because we don't know what's going to happen with yeah. now that we've had the fallout from Corona, you get two ballots. You get the one for your ward council, and that's the only one where you elect a person. So okay. every every so there's 115 wards in in the city. Okay. So every ward, every every party puts forward a person to to be the ward councillor, okay. and the person with the most votes. Uh, in that ward gets gets to be the ward council. Okay, like the ours, second, I think Stuart uh, Pringle. The uh, ballot that you get. Yes, that's right. I know Stuart very well. I'll send him your regards. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and a few uh, suggestions. I'll, I'll give you the uh, hundred the hundred when I'm finished with the chat. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Don't worry. I've got time. I've got time. Uh, I'm going to let you in on the secret. Most of the time, I just stand there and nod. And I say, okay, yes, yes, you're right. You're right. And then I'm like, why? That's 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 the hour that I'll never get back. Yeah. The the other ballot has all the parties on it that are registered in the in the city. What they do is the ward the, the PR councillors come from that ballot combined okay. with the ward ballot. So there's the list that comes out. The, a, a party makes a list of let's say a hundred people. So there are 116 uh, ward counts uh, PR councillors. So it's proportional representation. So if you got 50 percent of the vote. You get sixty odd counts. You get fifty-five counts. Okay. No, sixty, sixty odd counselors. So that's how that's how it works. So I'm a pure counselor. Cool. So I work in 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 Ward Fifty Six with the Ward Counselor. That's the Kensington Maintenance Factory in the area. So okay. I, I help out there. Okay. Cool. Right now that 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 makes mm. makes a bit more sense. And you mentioned that you that you grew up as the son of a minister on the Cape Flats. That's right. That's okay. right. We we which area? Uh, it was quite a different area. It was uh, in the south. It was first in Alsis River on uh, close to Epping, that area. Okay. And then it was mostly in the southern suburbs in a place called Retreat, uh, oh, okay. close to Kai. Okay. Cool. And you obviously grew up religiously as as the, the child of a minister. Yes. 
Okay. And how many children are yes. you? Yes. Uh, we are two. Uh, I have a younger sister uh, okay. who I love dearly and we live together. Awesome. And that, that's it, really. Cool. From what you said earlier, you talked about your daily devotion. So can I gather that you still mm -hmm. practice Christianity as your, as your spirituality? Yes, I do. It is a spiritual thing for me. So, yes, I'm, a, I'm an Anglican um, and there's a religious aspect to that. But I'm more of a, I, I'm more of a spiritual person because uh, I believe the thing about politics and the thing about music, it's got to come from somewhere. You know, creators get ideas from somewhere, you know, and, and it's all about relationship. I've learned in many cases the hard way that relationships are things that, that, get you, that get you somewhere in life. Fostering effective and uh, good relationships makes you a better person. Yeah. Uh, because I've, I'm a big believer in the fact that we were never meant to be alone. And what I've learned in this time of lockdown is that I've developed a list of people that I know who live on their own. And I call them, you know, we, yeah, just, just, the as a, just as a calling, just to say, just to say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, my cousin lives alone and we spoke and, you know, it was good to hear a laugh at the end of it. Someone else, uh, a good friend, an old friend of mine contacted me just before we got in the school to say, you know, he lives alone and it's tough. And the, the, I also have two little girls uh, that live with their mother and, you know, it's tough not being able to see them. Okay, you know? thank you. Um, just because I'm still an essential worker doesn't necessarily mean that I get to go out there. And, and get to see yeah. them because you know I'm I'm still not I still don't want to go out exactly. and and see them after hours because because it's just not fair. It's just you, not you, why I'm you, an essential worker. You so still stay a respons responsible often, contributing just, member to society, so you have to be responsible about your your exactly movements. Exactly the point. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got to exactly you've got to be responsible about the movements, and especially since the last time when I was when I was developing symptoms. You know, you can't you can't just go there and say let's go out and see my girls because I might be putting them at risk. So, you know, I've, I've learned that it's, it's about relationship. Mm. And the, the, the most important relationship I have is the relationship that I have with God. And I've got a spiritual mentor as well, which funnily enough is also in some West. Yeah, we meet once every two months and we talk about, you know, what God is saying, where you are at as a spiritual relationship. And, you know, what makes a spiritual relationship different is that, it's, it's, it's about unconditional love, you know, and it, it's about grace for me. And, and it, it's those concepts that keep me going, you know. Yeah. No matter what I do, God will never love me more or never love me any less. And that's what saves me. And that's, and that's what it is for me. That, that's yeah. what it is. That is my higher power. I, I, I call it God. I call it the Trinity. I call it Jesus. But I, I, and, and I fully respect people who don't see it that way, but who have a higher power yeah. anyway. Yeah. And, you know, to, to each his own and, and whatever the relationship looks like, that's what gets you through the day. Really. Yeah, absolutely. And then the discipline of it. You know, the, the spirituality brings the relationship. The religion, the religious part of it brings the discipline. That's what I believe. You know, the discipline of saying, the, the discipline of praying in the morning, praying at night, you know, um, saying my motivational thoughts, that, that discipline builds, builds, your, builds your confidence and builds yeah. your tenacity. That's what yeah. gets you far in life. And it's that that kind of gets me out of bed in the morning. It's funny that because, you know, when I wasn't doing my, my morning devotions, I struggled to get out of bed because I knew there was nothing that it was, that it was worth getting out yeah. of bed for. But 
but once I realized that, you know, that that's lacking and, and it's not, I wasn't beating myself over the head about it. You're like, oh, you've got to do it every day. You know, no, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes yeah. you just, you're just not in a good space, but you know, you come back to the well every time. And, 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 you know, when you go back to the well, you get filled up and then you can go up and do what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, whenever, whenever somebody talks about kind of that, that, that kind of spiritual discipline, spiritual practices, I always think of a song that I, that I, that I sang at the Kinnekrans, kind of, Lees your Bible, Lees your Bible, Bet elke dag, Bet elke dag. Yep. <laughs> so, and and, yep. and that, that's exactly the same thing. So, it's so interesting yep. because you as a Christian and me as a spiritualist who believes in nature, Mother Nature as my higher power, we do exactly the same thing on a daily basis. I get up in the morning and what gets me up is my spiritual practice, is reading spiritual literature mm. and spending time in prayer, spending time in meditation, ending my day taking a, a look at how my day was and when was I an arsehole today or was I actually a good person? What can I do better better tomorrow? In ending in, in, in prayer as well. It doesn't matter from, from which angle you come. It takes work to maintain and we have to do that. My athletic coach always said, if you don't use it, you lose it. So we have to stay, we have to stay spiritually fit. And there's some, some things that we need to do every day to, to stay spiritually fit. Your music, is that a part of your religious practice? Or is it something completely different than where, where does the music come from? Because I never knew you did music. So this is kind of fascinating. Well, part of the religious practice, uh, because as you, as you know, my dad's an Anglican minister, and he's still he's retired, but he's got he's got this this church where it's a very small church, and um, you know he says you will come and play once ah. every month, and I say yes, Dad, I will come and play, <laughs> like because, a good son. It's my dad. If I don't, yeah. exactly, you know, and and wherever he's been, you know, I've I've been playing, you know, playing the keyboards there at his churches. But it's more of a creative outlet for me because, like you say, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where I wasn't doing it and I, and I lost it, you know. Okay. Uh, I never lost the talent, but I lost the, I lost the drive to do it. I got to a stage in my life where was, you know, something was missing, you know. Uh, not the spiritual life of, of it, not the spiritual aspect. It was something was, was, was missing in my life and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I realized... I'm not exercising my creativity in a space where I feel most comfortable. Ah. You know, John Keogh in his book called Mind Power into the 21st Century says that everybody's got a creative aspect. We all have a sense of creativity, whether it's in business, whether it's in the NGO space, yeah. whether it's in arts, you know, we, we all have a create we all have the ability to to have to, to think creatively. But we must find the space where we do it at our pleasure, and it becomes something that enriches us in order to enrich people. I always look at it as that I'm blessed to be a musician, to be a blessing to others. So what I do is, you know, and I, and I, I rediscovered that. Ah. So, and then I thought, okay, so how can I make this something that is not just for me, is for somebody, for, 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 for everybody else? Yeah. And and that's where you make something a business where you can where you can monetize it. But it, it's also not about getting money over it. It's important, 
but also creating an impact, you know, yeah. uh, and, and impacting people's lives. And, and what I'm actually going to do going uh, from next week onwards, I'm, I'm, I've been busy learning all the stuff that I need to learn. And from next week, I'm going to just start putting out mixes and saying, hey, guys, here's some uplifting mixes. Listen to them at your pleasure, you know. Ah. Because, you know, we live in an area in a world where technology is, is just, it's just through the roof. I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, 10 years ago, we would have had a lot of suicides on our hands because, you know, if you isolate people, they, they start looking inwardly and yeah. they, they start thinking that, oh, I'm so bored, I can't do this, <laughs> people with predisposed, predisposed, predisposed conditions will take that very much inwardly. And when you look inwardly, you start seeing the, the, the flaws more than you see the, the positive aspects and you get into a, dif a difficult space. Nowadays, like, like we're doing now, you know, your video conference, you know, I've had, literally, I've had in the last 10 days I must, or the last 20 days, I must have had about 60 Zoom meetings, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Where, you know, we're just meeting with people just to say, you know, just to chat, to do podcasts, to have real meetings. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 we 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 still we still maintaining that 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 sense of relationship and that sense of connection through communication. And I think that's what's going to get a yeah. lot of people. Like I said earlier, you know, phoning people, video calling people, you know. Keeping keeping that 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 connection yeah. uh, healthy. Chris, how old are you? So yeah, so so that's me. I'm 41. I'm 42 40. on the 15th of April. I'm ah. having an Instagram live Zoom meeting uh, party. Oh, um, awesome. uh, That uh, that uh, um, uh, we're gonna have some cake. We're gonna have some uh, champagne. My sister and I are going to do it here, and then I'm going to invite a whole bunch of people. You know, if you still have wine by day number 21, <laughs> it's fine. You know, yeah, that, water will do. It's yeah. fine. You oh know, because really? by the end of day 21, you know, people's, people's you know, darkness yeah. levels will be like, right, like it'll be out on the floor. So, yeah. So we're going to try and do something oh, awesome. special on that awesome, day. Awesome, awesome. So why did I ask your age? There was, oh, yes. The reason why I asked your age was, when I was a child, I remember watching um, um, sci-fi series, <laughs> things like yeah. Alpha Negentig and things like that, and and people would, yes. would, would 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 make a call and they would see the other person on the other side of the line, and I would think, oh my god! Yes. Think, and now we hardly ever speak to somebody without seeing them on the other side of the line. So we we have, we've definitely arrived in terms of that. But before I forget, the reason why I. I scrolled through my phone. It wasn't because I found your conversation boring. It was because I wanted to tell you about this and I couldn't mm. remember what it was. I was in a men's group meeting last night called Men, Men of Heart. And we had a wonderful artist by the name of Krellen Ray Vega. And he puts his music on something called mm -hmm. Bandcamp. Have you ever heard of Bandcamp? Yes, I have. Okay. Cool. So I just wanted to know we, to, to know if you've heard of Bandcamp, because apparently there you people can either download it for free or they can can decide uh, this is worth paying for and they pay a little bit and you can actually monetize your your music like that. So I just want That's to know right. if there's, you know there's, about there's that. a couple of there's a couple of sites like that. Uh, there's another one called Patreon, okay. where you know people can give like five dollars, yeah. fifteen dollars, and you give them you give them you know the more money people donate, you know you. 
you you give them more more um, access to you as okay, an artist yeah. and to stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And you see, that's the beauty of these days. You know, anybody. You know, there's something called a bedroom producer, where you know basically anybody can can start doing something with okay. with a computer and, and yeah. software and and produce something that you know is studio is studio quality. Okay. But you know anybody can do it. It's just why you're doing it. You know, and, and that's the important question. Yeah. So why are you doing it? Well, at the ripe old age of 41. <laughs> right you know, old age. I, he says to the 53-year-old, yeah. right, let, let's hear this old man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you see, I, I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very um, mindful that I'm playing in a space where I'm probably one of the older people uh, that's just starting out. But also, I'm not starting up because I've got 35 years of music experience. Yeah. So I know music. Um, uh, uh, but the younger people are like, they want to do this because, you know, it's cool and stuff. I'm doing it because it's a part of me, you know, yeah. and, and it's a part of my story. Okay. And my story, you know, has, has lots of ebbs and flows. And there's, there's, really, there's really big lows. There's really big highs. You know, and, and I've, I've come to know myself and I've come to love myself for who I am. Ah. And, and that goes back to my relationship with God because God loves me just the way I am. But he wants to see me improve. You know, he wants to see me be better. And, and use your and, talent. And that's why I do. And use my talent to, to yeah. be a blessing to other people, you know. And that's why I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing it to cool. be... To, to, to have an impact in other people's lives. Yeah. And, and I'm learning all this stuff so that I can be, a, so I can be a, a blessing to other people in whatever way, shape, or form. You know, the, the, the thing that I know, the thing that keeps me humble whenever I play is that whether it's a church, whether it's a, it's a club, whether it's just on my own, whoever's listening to, to what I'm, whoever's in the room, whoever's listening to what I'm doing have their own story. You know, some people might be coming in on a high some people might be coming in on a low. Some people have been, you know, struggling with a, a family member who's got stage four cancer. Yeah. Somebody might be, you know, who, who are, who's got a very difficult relationship with, with their mother, their father, their children. You don't know that. You know, you, yeah. you, you don't know that. You're just here to play. And, and you know, you've got to do the best that you can with what you've got in your hand. Yeah. And, and I find that nine times out of ten, it doesn't matter if I play a wrong note or if I play, if, if the, the feeling is there and if the underlying reason why I'm playing is still pure, it brings joy to people. You know? yeah. it, brings, it brings satisfaction, it brings happiness. And just for one minute, one moment, people forget about their troubles and they're like, they connect either with a higher power or we connect through music and we make something special yeah. that, is, that, is, that, that I can't do on my own. You know, yeah. I, I can I can do the music, I, and I do the music a lot of time. It's called practice. You know, I do the music a lot, lots of lots of hours been practicing, but that's for me. Playing is for other people. Okay. So do you? So we're talking about. I also do salsa dancing. Oh my word! Uh, as, as, a, as another <laughs> means of, another you, means of music. Yeah. You're like a bloody layer of onion. I'm surprising if, you, Ada. You are. Exactly. As in, you, you, this is the double surprise today. Okay, salsa music. Just, awesome. just don't call me shtick. 
So 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 music is part of who I am and, and you know it's it's the other thing about the creative process is that you can get so caught up with it that you lose that you, you, you kind of sometimes lose that kind of childlike all of doing it. So so I took up something that I've never done before and I did salsa dancing. And you know, the strive strive to be good at it. So like I'm intermediate slash advanced at it because I've been doing it for about four or five years now. Oh my word. Um, and and the, the genres that I do that, that I make is deep house, wedding ballads and um, a bit of what we call trap, hip hop trap music. Okay. But uh, but as a as a sense of enjoying music from from a from a from a from a what's name point of view, I like salsa. You know, I, I like salsa. Yeah, so, I'm so I do deep house, I do trap, and I do a lot of wedding ballads. Oh I'll, my I'll, God. I'll, I'll send you the, the 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 link to one of the songs that I did, which was please do. Really cool. Uh, and uh, it's on YouTube, and awesome. I'll I'll send you that link, and and yeah. Yeah, and I'll so, and I'll link the podcast and, to do that. How old are your daughters? Yeah, my daughters are eleven and seven. Sorry, eleven and eight. Okay, and uh, do they? The, do, the one do, who's eleven, she's. Yeah, do they what? Do they connect with your music? Do Do they enjoy what you're doing? Uh, yeah. They say they say you know when I play I play at the church sometimes and they say Dad you play really well just don't sing. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is my my my, my aesthetics out here. No, they, they 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 love the music. They um they 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 think you know that the the song that I did was was pretty cool. Um and um yeah, that they 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 connect with the music. Um, I did a song for them once or twice. You know, um, I did two songs for them. You know, because because uh, the the thing about the creative process when you're writing songs is that. You you get these you get these ideas in your head, and and I've learned through various myth modes, through your cell phone or through if it happens and I'm in the studio, just to just to record that thing that comes in your head yeah. and then work with that. You know, there's a there's a process that I use that you know you work with that, and then you formulate a song. You know, there's a formula for writing songs, uh, and and you just work with that. And then the one song that the one. Th- the one time they, when I picked them up and I spent some time with them, uh, Hannah, the older one, said, you know, you're the best dad ever. And, you know, uh, I asked her why, you know, and I wrote down the, the, the reasons why, and I wrote the song, you know, and she loved the song. When I asked Emily, the younger one, why, is that because you take me to McDonald's. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't think I can write a song around McDonald's. It's just not me. But but yeah, she's like, you give me stuff. You, 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 yeah. you give me sweets and chocolate and suckers and you take me to McDonald's. And you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of having children is like, you know, it's, it's the small things in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that drive me in. And it drives the creative process as well. Cool. So you, you write the music, you write the lyrics, you produce the song, you sing it yourself uh no i i i do i like the lyrics i i've started our production now so i've added that i started that that process now myself into getting into proper production because i've always been writing songs i'm just never producing them okay and that's when i realized you know i i got the 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 point of getting my music 
seriously to a bigger audience. Yeah. It's only been of, of late. It's just been about six to, six to nine months ago where I realized, you know, my own thing. And I think it's a lot of what, what creators go through is that, you know, sometimes you've got you to deal with your own demons in terms of not being good enough and all that kind oh, of stuff. And I realized, absolutely. well, screw that. Screw that. You know, I'm, I'm good enough yeah. to do this. Let's, let's, go, let's go across this, you know, in all seriousness. Let's be serious about this and let's do it properly. So, so the, produce, the production part is, is new, but I write and I produce and then I get what the other part of what's good was that what I've done is that I get other people to, to, to showcase their talents. So I'm working with a couple of, couple of singers like now where oh, they cool. come into my studio, they lay the vocals down okay. and then I just, I, I, I work around that. And so, okay. you know, every song is like a project. So, mm. so for example, we're going to, we're going to be, uh, well, Kadona's put a bit of, uh, put of a spell in the works. <laughs> in every, we, in every work possible. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's amazing. This thing, this, this thing has so many, so many philosophical, um, aspects to it but there's yeah. just practical aspects about it that that is just just, just mind-blowing i'm see. doing a, a five-track eep and and getting people to to come in and and, and do the proper stuff you know awesome. and helping others be as, yeah. as be their best as well cool that's so, wonderful yeah, so that's what i'm doing yeah the question that popped into my head now was as a politician what would you like to see for our country moving forward what coronavirus has taught us is that we all have to pull together but what does that mean how you know the 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 big question is we now as a country are at the mercy of the people that are living in the townships you know because if the if the virus spreads to the the, uh townships then then it's then it's then it we, is then it's a crisis. Then it's a then we in the, then we in, then, then we in, you know, we're gonna make the, the states look like a like a, yeah. a, a a kids party. Yeah. Because the the problem is you know how do you stay indoors when you know everybody's living on top of each other? Yeah. So you know how can some people give a billion rand of their of their fortunes? To something like this, where where we could have been, where we could have been doing a lot more to close the gap between rich and poor. You know, we've always been saying that we've got the biggest Gini coefficient, which is the the, the ratio of rich and poor. We've got the biggest Gini coefficient in the world. But what have we done about it? You know, yeah. you know. The other thing is, I read somewhere that. So under Thabo Mbeki's uh, regime and with Tito Mbawene as governor of the Reserve Bank and Trevor Manuel as, as the finance minister, we were doing well. You yeah. know, we were doing very well. And had we continued on that trajectory, we would have had $170 billion more money than what we had right now. Ah! And we wouldn't be sitting at some, some investment grade. Yeah. Yeah, we would have been sitting, we would have been, we would have been sitting pretty, but yeah. we would have been doing a lot more to alleviate poverty. And yeah. to tackle the, the, the scourge of poverty in our country. That being said, it's, it's a lot more complex than what people think it is. Because, create, uh, because let's take, for example, housing. Now, housing sits under national government, provincial government, and local government. Yeah. And it's very difficult to coordinate that housing. I mean, I, feel, I don't feel sorry for 
the, 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 the mayoral committee member for housing, I feel very sorry for it. Because, you know, people want yeah. to, people's, people always think that it's the city that provides housing. It's not. We, you know, the housing developments that we have, then we have what we call rental stock where people live in those things and board councils have to deal with people who have, and then we have informal settlements that, you know, everybody thinks about the informal settlements like Alexandra, uh, the ones in Soweto, the ones in Kailicha, Nyanga, Crossroads, but you're not talking about the, the, the small informal settlements where people just set up shop, you know, or set up shacks, yeah. you know, on the side of the road. Absolutely. And we've got this wonderful act, and I'm being sarcastic, which is the Pi <laughs> Act, which is the, the prevention of illegal, I- illegal structures. That basically it says that if somebody creates a structure on a vacant piece of land and there's a bed in it and they're sleeping in there, you can't touch them. Yeah. So, oh. so unless they start breaking bylaws, you know, transgressing yeah. bylaws. I, w- I want to see everybody being the best that they can be, you know, mm. and I want to see us redressing the past in an effective way. Mm. And it's a bipartisan thing that we need to, we all, we need to work together as we move. Uh, and, you know, I've also did a, did a pitch for being a, on, on TED Talks. Oh. And I said that, you know, you know, I said that there, there's, a, there's a perception that politics is an inherently corrupt occupation. And I don't think it is. Of course, we all have corrupt politicians. Yeah. And there will always be people who issue that idea no matter what we do. But maybe we need everybody to play their part, you know. And in, in, the, in the, the picture I did, I said service is a symphony. And, you know, when, when we act together like we do, like, like an orchestra does in a symphony, we'll create a moment of brilliance where everybody gets, yeah. to, gets, oh, to, wow. to, gets to share under the sun. And, and, and that's what we need. You know, we need an active, we need a more active citizenry. But... We need to get rid of this culture of, in, of entitlement, you know, that, you know, the government owes me something. No, we don't. Yeah. You know, we've got to create the, the, we have to create the environment for growth to happen, but the government can't create jobs. Yeah. You know, the government has to create the environment to create Absolutely. Jobs. The government has to create the environment for housing to take place. I, I'm a big believer that it has to be a public-private participation um, relationship where, where, you know, the, the public sector comes together with the private sector and says, mm-hmm. you know, how do we alleviate, alleviate housing? Yeah. Yes, we will have problems. Yes, we've got a housing database where people have been there for 30 years. Yes, it's not, a, it's not an exact science. But we've got to get there. And, and, you know, in the city of Cape Town, we're not perfect, but we're getting there. You know, live in, live in other areas, live in other cities in this country, mm. and we'll see just how yeah. bad it is, you know. Yeah. And, and people, are, people are complaining about the fact that their dirt is not being collected on, on the day of the week that it used to be, and rightly so. You know, yes, you have to. But, you know, there are, there are, there are areas where dirt hasn't been collected for months, yeah. you know. Mm. You spend hundreds of millions of rands on, on dumping, Dumping uh, where people dump, yeah. and and we have to go clean it up, and then yeah. two hours later it'll look like we've never been there in the first place. Oh my place. word! Yeah, you know it's, it's those kind of things that we've got to we've got to say. You know, mm. what would we do with like three hundred and twenty-eight million rand? What would mm. we have done with that kind of? Money? Yeah, it's those kind of things. Yeah. I would love to see us all working together in a in an effective, and in a focused, and in a in a humble but yet. That's a very good Afrikaans word, but it's a you know, ah, yeah. uh, 
you know, we've got to, we've got to be, we've got to be focused. We've got to be focused in our way of doing things. Pulling together in and the same direction. Be, uh, putting together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the word. My feeling is li- listening to you talking about the public-private partnership type of thing. My feeling is that we can actually learn a lot from dealing with the corona crisis that we can, that we can use after the, the corona crisis. Because am I correct that, that there seems to be a lot of public-private partnership going on with dealing with, with corona at the moment? Yes, there is. And you're 100% correct. There's a lot that we can learn about how we've, you know, how we've come together. Yeah. Pray God this never happens, but, you know, what will happen, you know, where will the private medical sector come to help the public medical sector if the situation becomes out of control? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? We, can, we can learn a lot from the, from the likes of Italy, from the likes of Spain. I personally think that there's less to learn from China because I don't think that they've been altogether forthcoming in the real numbers that happened in Wuhan. Uh, and that's just me. That, that's just, that's, let's just put the disclaimer out there. That's me because, you know, I've, I've, I've heard that someone said that there were up to 45,000 deaths. I don't know if mm. that's true or not, but, yeah. you know. And we'll never know. It, it's, it, they, they sanitized, they, we will never know. And mm. we saw the pictures of them sanitizing a whole city. You know, and, and Absolutely, you, know, you ask yeah. the question, why were they doing that? There's a lot that, that, that the coronavirus has taught us. And it, yes, it's, it's about how we can work together, you know, how we can come together to, to care for our fellow man. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people, you know, before I go to the local, the local shop quite often. Uh, my sister says too often because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the hot food and, Ah. I, I love the hot food and I go every lunch and yeah, I, I just been a bit lazy. But you know, <laughs> previously what I like to do is I like to, I like to greet the, greet the cashers by name. Oh, cool. And because their name is on the slip. You know, if you look at the slip, you know, you look for two things. Okay, you look at them, yeah. like the prices are right and you look for the, and I look for the name and I, I keep mm. in my name, you know, I keep them in closer. You know, and, and it, it always brings a smile to their face. Okay. And people look at me really funny. It's like, why is he doing that? You know, yeah. what's he? You know, they're just a cashier. Now people are looking at their people too, because, you know, they, they, are, now, they are now creating an essential service. And absolutely, if they weren't yeah. there, we wouldn't be eating. We you know, be we wouldn't yeah, be eating. Absolutely, yeah. So, exactly, exactly. So, so people now are saying, you know, they're looking at them and saying, you know, thank you so much for your service. Mm. You know, because remember, these people are coming from Philippi, they're coming from Kailicha, and they're coming from Edgemeen. You know, they're coming, yeah. they're coming to Edgemeen. And it's, it's not close by. It's not oh, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we've learned, we've learned on a personal scale how to deal with each other better. And um, we've learned, <laughs> I've, I've learned, you know, that people in, in their various offices have learned to come together and see each other as equals, not just because, awesome, yeah. you know, we, we, we're different. You know, but yeah. we, we're different, but we're also equal. So we've learned on a relationship level and we've learned as a country just what good political leadership and political will is. Now, can we talk <laughs> about gender-based violence? Can we talk about, can we talk about child neglect? Can we talk yeah. about those... Those, those child-headed households. And can we talk about yeah. the scourge of TB, the scourge of HIV? Yeah. Can we talk about how we're going to deal with that as a nation? Because we've, we've overcome, you know, I believe it in about, in about four to six to eight weeks, we, we will have overcome the coronavirus. Now let's talk about gender violence. Yeah. Let's stand up as men and say, this is wrong, you know? Absolutely. I, 
I've, I've purposefully stayed out of the men are trash debate because I've got my own misgivings about that. Mm. But as men, you know, we've got to stand up and say, guys, what we're doing is wrong. Because gender-based violence very, very, very infrequently is perpetrated by women. Yeah. Very, very infrequently. The overwhelming majority of GBV cases is men. Yeah, absolutely. And and like my dad, my dad was also a prison chaplain. And he said that the, the, the prison is, there are women in prison that said, there was either home of Ek, you know, yeah. there's either him or me. You Absolutely. Know? And, and that's the truth of the matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's men that are perpetrating these things. We've got to stand up and say, guys, this is wrong. But you can't just say it's wrong. We've got to, we've got to create that influence. We've got to create a relationship. So we can influence other men yeah. and say, now that we've got you in a relationship, let's influence you to say, yeah. this is how you don't do it. You know, you, we treat, we respect women, you know, and, yeah. and we, we, we treat them as our equals. We and not, and not just because they, they are, not just as equals, but we treat them as human beings. Yeah, and the, an, but the answer and, and is so much wider. It's, it's, it's as you say, like, like, like housing, you said it's not easy. And the answer with, with gender-based violence as, as well. I think a big problem there is the feeling of disempowerment. So the answer is, yeah. is, is, is such a wide spectrum. But Chris, we have to end it here. I want to say thank you so, so, so very much. So please send me the link to your song. I want to wish I'll you... I'll send it to you now. Please. And I want to wish you on a local level lots of luck with the amazing challenges ahead of you. You have a lot of respect from me and I think a lot of sympathy as well from the work that, that you do. I think it's not, it's not easy. So, um, so keep, keep on with the music, keep on with the dancing. You need the relaxation. And again, thank you very much for spending this time with me and meet me in the field. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It feels like we should have it like a series because I can go on forever. But but well, thanks for the thanks for the the, the, the opportunity. Awesome. I, I really appreciate it to everybody who's listening. I hope I've I've been able to um, to give you some more insight. And if I may if I may leave you with this, I run my life by six words, very simple words that I that I also got in recovery. It's trust God, clean house help others. Ah. And I think if we live by that, if yes. we live by that as a nation, we'd be a lot more further down the road than we, 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 we'd be, we'd be great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we'd be great. Awesome. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Look after yourself and have a Thanks. most wonderful evening. See ya. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. I really enjoyed discovering all these layers to Chris and am infinitely grateful to him for agreeing to chat to us. I love Chris's idea for an ideal future for South Africa. Let's all work together to make that happen. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.